Welcome back to Baytown Engaged. This is your host, Erlene Mango. And today I have with me, Councilman Charles Johnson. How are you? I am well. How are you? I am good. I am good. I'm happy to have you here finally. I'm not going to get into how hard it's been to get you on here. I'm not going, I'm not going to do that to oh, you. Wow. We're going to keep it polite. <laughs> no, no, no. I know you are extremely busy like everyone else. It's really hard maneuvering and also working within your safety zone and what's comfortable with yourself and everyone else. But I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, and let me say thank you for the invite and for patiently waiting for my schedule to clear for me to be here with you. Okay. I am super excited to be here today. And I'm excited to have you on. Exercise grace for everyone because, you know, life happens. We're human beings, right? Mm -hmm. And life is happening every day. And just because you're a council member or a city worker or just anything, husband, father, whatever that may be, a person, life happens. So Mm -hmm. I'm glad you're here because you're here to tell us about you. You, what you do, your love of being on council, you know, Baytonian that you are, Sterling graduate. Wouldn't I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna go Rangers. hate on that today. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna do that. But you are rooted in Baytown, rooted in the city, and uh, rooted in the community. So. You know, tell me first, why did you want to be on city council? I did not know I wanted to be on council. Okay. When I was in elementary school, I've always said that I wanted to be in government. And specifically, I wanted to be a senator. Yes. Yes. I didn't know what path I should take in order to achieve that goal. Mm -hmm. So right before I turned 40, I guess I was 37, 38, I decided that I would run for council, see what it's like. And in doing so... I did my research, okay. pulled up when the next election was, found out what district I was in, and win, lose, or draw, I made up my mind I was going to do it because I said, if not now, then win. Right, right. Absolutely. And literally, by the grace of God, I'm, I'm, I'm here today. I, I like to tell people that my family and I and some of my close friends, we knocked on over 3,000 doors so that I could have the opportunity to, to represent the people that I represent today. It's interesting when you think about your district and not realizing how big or small your district is. Like 3,000 doors, like, oh, wait. it's <laughs> yeah. a lot of people that I'm talking to. 3,000 3, doors, doors. And I could probably tell you how many homes are in each neighborhood that we would walk on evenings after I would get off work and on weekends. Mm-hmm. I literally campaigned from August through mid-December because I went into a runoff election. Right. Walking, talking. Yes. Interacting. Sh- Shaking hands and kissing babies. You could do that then. 2020 probably been real different for you. That's right. <laughs> you probably been bumping hands and waving at baby like, hey, how are you yeah, doing? Exactly. Cute baby. <laughs> Cute baby. But besides that, you said you wanted to be a senator. So that means you've always had the mindset of service and serving others in your community. So you've been volunteering for a very long time. Mm-hmm. You've been on very various committees. Mm-hmm. What was the drive for that love for you? You don't just wake up as a kid saying, I want to just volunteer. I've always had the want to help people around me. Mm-hmm. I I would have to attribute that to being involved in church. When I say I was involved in church, I was, my family and I, involved. We would literally be at three church services on Sunday, Mm -hmm. Sunday school, regularly 11 o'clock service. We would sometimes have a visitation, and then we would come back for 6 o'clock service. On top of that, my mom was in mission, so she would take us to mission with her. Wednesday night prayer, Saturday.
Saturday mornings was when our youth group would come together for choir practice and we would do Bible studies there. Mm -hmm. So when I say I was ingrained and raised in church, I was raised in church. And then the philosophy of do unto others as you would have them to do unto you was ingrained in me. And I honestly believe that's what set me on the course to have me where I am today. It was already folded into you and it was something you already saw. We, we mimic what we see. Yes. And as we get older, either we hold on to it or we amplify it mm -hmm. or pull away from it. And mm -hmm. clearly you amplified it, didn't pull away from it and utilize it in a different way to help your community. Yes. And volunteering in, in different committees you were part of. So you are now on council. You did your research. You figured things out. What was some of your biggest struggles at the beginning within yourself? Like, oh, wait a minute. This is a big it's a responsibility. Because, mm -hmm. you know, 3,000 hands are like this. What? Hey, you shook my hand, kissed my baby. What's going on? Exactly. What were your struggles that you noticed at the beginning of your councilman career? The biggest struggle was probably not knowing how many events I was going to be invited to. Mm. <laughs> I, I did not. My mind wasn't prepared to wrap around the amount of invitations I was going to receive mm. from various organizations around the community wanting a council person there. Right. The service part was nothing. I, I had wrapped my mind around making myself available early morning, late evening for all types of phone calls. It was not knowing that I would get an invitation to just about everything going on here in the city. And having to turn some down and figuring out which one, you're one person, mm -hmm. how do I divvy up the time if it's all the same day, week, and also you have life mm -hmm. besides that. So now that's the responsibility. You don't like, oh, wait, I have to show my face because you don't want to be a disappointment and not show your face. Now, people have said that I'm everywhere all the time. Mm -hmm. I try not to turn invitations down. Mm -hmm. I do have a priority list on how I accept and which ones I rank highly. And I can tell you that if I'm invited to go out to a school, I'm making the time to go to a school to talk to students because I want them to know that they can be where I am today. That was something that I did not experience as a child and, have, and knowing that I could be in this position because no one came out to the schools to speak to us about this. True. I want children and young adults to know that you too can be here. It's not about how much money you have. Socioeconomic background doesn't matter. If you have a heart to serve, the opportunity is there. We just have to find the opportunity. Do you think that plays into your degrees as well? Because you went into child development and then you went into leadership. Do you feel that your own experience as a child growing up and what you didn't see and what did you want to give back made you pick those fields and did it help you also with that type of um, training that we get in school for certain degrees help you then into counseling how to talk to kids everyone can't talk to children mm -hmm. I mean we love them but everyone doesn't have that kind of that knack to talk to kids do you think that background that you had in your education helps you with that oh most definitely most definitely my my education background and also working at the YMCA mm. uh, I worked at the YMCA I started a year after I graduated in 95 and I worked there for many years I was at the YMCA as a camp counselor worked my way up to a site director and before I knew it I was a multi-site director over the after school programs here in in town and just my interactions with kids being a kid myself I mean I was 18 but I was still a kid yeah a kid right I pull back on those experiences I've always wanted to be positive I wanted to be lighthearted, and there's nothing more inviting than having a smile on your face or seeing a smile on the person's face of whom you're communicating with absolutely absolutely and it also shapes you to get ready to be on council that's right <laughs> managing yourself at a young age mm -hmm. because like you said you're 18 you're still a kid mm -hmm. but to manage younger and also realizing at that 
that age that they're looking up to me. So my actions will reflect and they'll see that. So that was your first struggles. 2020 happened. Let's talk about 2020. Okay. How is it you go from, because in council, people want the interaction. They want the intimacy. They want to talk to you. They Mm -hmm. want to see you. And how did you maneuver being there for your district during COVID? How was that for you? Honestly, the biggest struggle, as you mentioned, was not being able to be there, not being able to be there physically. The touching, the, the, just the personal contact, me and human beings, we want to be around other humans human beings. That was the biggest struggle. As far as being there for my community, I was still able to be there for my community because I found ways to help give masks out. Right. Did a big turkey and food drive for Thanksgiving. My organization, we fed over a thousand people for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. with the help of HEB, Top Ladies of Distinction. Okay. Council Member Presley also helped with some donations. The mayor helped with donations and they even showed up to help give back to the community. Like you said, the biggest challenge was the physical contact. But as far as having a heart to help the people, I just saw it as an opportunity to do even more for those who needed more done for them. And I think 2020 made all of us, and I've, I've said this now for over a year, it made all of us learn how to pivot even better, mm-hmm. figure out the best way, because we're so used to doing things a certain way. Now we have a community of people who are not tech savvy, and that's how we're communicating, or people who are now in situations they've been in before. They're thinking, what do I, where do I go? What do I do? So you have everyone now mixing and mingling, but they can't. So how am I able to help and communicate, but not the usual way? That was my biggest challenge, Zoom. Yeah. Zoom and WebEx. I learned very quickly you were not just logging in and having your picture there. No. You better be aware of what was behind you. Yes. And I have kids and dogs at home. Yeah. You most definitely need to be aware of what's going on in other rooms before you get on that Zoom meeting and to let them know, hey. Yeah, a conference. Listen, I'm about to be on the Zoom call. Exactly. I can't say muted all the time, please. Please. Or find, if they're not going to listen, finding a quiet spot could yes. be a closet yes. that you fix up and no one knows you the know, closet. Yeah. That is exactly yeah. right. Yeah. You have to find a, a, a private space mm-hmm. because it was no doing it when your kids were in school because no. everyone was at home. Yes. Yeah. He's like, What's personal space? The personal space was your closet. <laughs> That's it. And you would hang something up behind you. So then one would know it's your closet. Yeah. Absolutely. Now we're all experts on Zoom and WebEx. That's it's like, it. oh, yeah. we got this under control. So let me ask you, what are you most proud of and pr- what you've accomplished in District 3? Projects or just things you're working on right now for your district? Honestly, the thing I am most proud of, the opportunities I've capitalized on in helping individuals. We have the Bayway Redevelopment Project. That's going to cost a lot. It costs a lot of money to get the master plan done for it. Right. We have the mall that's going to happen soon enough. Okay. You're, you're, um, I, we have you on recording. It, yeah, it, it, it's going to happen soon enough. I right. didn't, I did not give a date. You didn't. Very smart. Very smart. I'm saying it's going to happen. I will hold you to the fire like, uh, Councilman Johnson. Didn't you tell me on this day? <laughs> it, it will happen soon enough. Right. Uh, what else do we have? We have the Garth Road widening project that's going to happen soon enough also. And the Hotel Conference Center also. Right. That's been in, in the works for years. is finally coming to fruition. The one thing that I'm most proud of is the opportunities where I, as a city councilman, was able to give back to individuals in my community. I know this may sound like the, the things that most politicians say, but I mean this from the 
the bottom of my heart when I say it makes me happy when we're able to give turkeys out for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it puts joy in my heart when we're able to, to help elderly or my first phone call. Can I talk about my first phone sure, call? Sure, go right ahead. First phone call after I was elected on council. Someone from Quail Hollow, I'm not going to mention the name because I didn't ask them if I could give their name, but I can tell you they were from Quail Hollow. They called me at 6 o'clock in the morning to tell me that they needed a new trash can because their wheel came off of their trash can. Yeah, I got with the city manager. Needless to say, she had a trash can before the next morning. Good. At that time, pre-COVID, whenever I would get a phone call from someone, after I would handle the problem, I would make it a point to stop by their home to see if they were satisfied. I stopped by our home, I believe, around 7 o'clock that evening. I did not get home until 10 because she talked to the neighbor next door when he was coming home from work. He came over to talk. Then a neighbor on the opposite side came over to talk and a neighbor across the street. And we had a nice conversation. And that will always resonate in my mind because of the feeling that I felt just from helping someone get a new trash. Now, you can imagine if I felt great about a new trash can, how I can feel about helping someone who needed presents for Christmas. Right. right. Helping someone who needed a contact because they didn't know what the next step was in getting a permit for their pool. Right. Those are the things that I'm most proud of. We have these big projects coming about with millions of dollars attached to them. I feel good about those, but it's the individuals that I can reach out and touch one way or another personally that I'm most proud of when it comes to being on council. And also being on council and being part of those projects, you understand the planning process. Yes. And as a citizen, but I also work for the city, I understand both sides of it. And many times we're frustrated not understanding there's a planning process. You have to plan and Mm -hmm. pay for plans and Mm -hmm. then plan it and you may want it of course it's not going to happen today so you're that bridge letting them know things are happening Um, and also you can talk to me about what's going on and I'm here to tell you here's the process and where to go you know now we have BetonEngage.com they can see all the projects listed technology if you don't see that you can call a number talk to someone they can call you but everything is there at the reach of their hands I think they realize that more now in 2020 Mm -hmm. because we had to communicate differently Mm -hmm. usually and then also amplify Amplify how you communicate. One thing that I found out when I got on council, there were a lot of people who were intimidated when they would hear the word city hall. Mm-hmm. There were a large section of our community who didn't feel comfortable going to city hall or feel comfortable calling different departments of city hall to get questions answered. I felt as if it was my responsibility as a city councilman to let them know, hey, here's a number. You can call this person. You can ask for this person. Why don't you allow me to come by? with the city manager oh the city manager yes ma'am he's human being just like you and by the way rick davis is a great guy as a city manager let us come by we'll talk see if we can find a resolution to the problem we can put you in contact with the right person right COVID happened and it seems as if our city our city staff they bent over backwards to make themselves available to individuals who could not come into city hall and they've continued to do so i'm proud of how the various departments handled themselves and are continuing to handle themselves with the alternative ways that they have been able 
able to communicate with citizens. I will say this because I'm a city employee. I will say that I think I, I feel that as a city and a city employee, we've always bent. But the great thing about 2020 is now people are really seeing it because we're sitting still. You know, like with your citizen who called about the trash can, that was their focus. They're not mm-hmm. seeing anything else mm-hmm. and not understanding there's so many different wheels turning, may not understand what you have to do. But now with 2020 and everything's amplified and under a microscope and you're seeing, oh, wait a minute, our parks crew have been out cleaning nonstop. Our public works are out here making maintaining nonstop because you have to see it now. You're working from home. Mm-hmm. Your kids are home. Mm-hmm. So you want to go outside now and play to get fresh air because mm-hmm. we have no personal space in our house mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. So now you're really seeing, oh, there has been someone here. Mm-hmm. And also, I think for a very long time, we as a people overall feel, oh, I don't have a voice. No one's going to listen to me. That's a self that's a self thing. Mm-hmm. And so when you have to reach and tell them, no, there is a voice and they have to tell themselves, oh, really, you are listening. So I think 2020 helped all of us realize there is help. There's things being done, but I'm now really seeing it. And I think we're really being seen because everyone has been home for so long. So now as the world slowly opens up and it gets a little normal, normal, whatever that may be, you realize there's things happening. Work is going on. People care. And I saw it. Mm-hmm. which is really nice to be seen because you want to pat those on the back like you said and you know because you know they're doing the great job mm-hmm. but who knows it you know because they're not seeing it so you're doing all these great stuff you're doing amazing things but there's a big thing happening in June mm. that you've been planning mm-hmm. uh-huh there's a big yeah. thing happening yeah. in June you're planning so let's talk about that Juneteenth Juneteenth I, okay I'm gonna have to take back what I said about <laughs> some of the things I've been most proud of. Okay, you can't take it back. Uh, You can add on to it. I'm going to add on to it then. The celebration for Juneteenth, Mm -hmm. this is the first time the city of Baytown has ever celebrated Juneteenth on the scale that we're going to celebrate it on this year. Okay. Juneteenth is going to be celebrated on the same scale that we celebrate July 4th. Nice. Yes. Entertainers are locked in. It's going to be a two-day event. And I want to say right now, the committee I've asked several people to sit on the committee to help plan this event. Nikki Butler, Aaron Thomas, Chrissy Duncan, Keyshawn Battle, Christopher Polk, Desiree Muhammad, Lisa Jackson, Vincent Norman, Tina Martinez, Pastor Shannon Frazier, and Dr. Yvonne Thomas. All done an excellent job. All names I know very well, yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. they've done an excellent job in partnering with me and getting this event put together. Now, during COVID, some people may not realize this, but the mayor myself went to the oldest African-American church here in Baytown, Mount Rose. Mm -hmm. We got with Pastor Davis and we did a proclamation recognizing Juneteenth as an official holiday here in the city. That happened during COVID. Right. And that's where we actually actually started that well the thought came let's celebrate Juneteenth on the grand scale Pastor Davis gave some background on how it used to be celebrated when he was younger and we took that idea started cultivating in our mind the mayor asked he said well Councilman Johnson why don't you form a committee and start the plans for it and when I say this thing is going to be big it's gonna be huge this is going to be huge we have on Saturday we have just Justin Goodo, local artist, is going to kick things off for us. He has a wonderful voice. He is a talented individual. Oh, he's phenomenal. Yes. Yes. Phenomenal singer. After him, we have Jay Paul. 
Okay, for the yeah, Zydeco people. For the Zydeco people. <laughs> so come out, come with your shorts and your boots and be ready to kick up some dirt. Right. Next, we have That Girl Lele. Oh, the young um, yes. artist, right. She's right, right. with Nickelodeon now. Yes. She has committed to being here. And someone from my era of rap, Bun B. Your era. My, You're aging yourself. I'm just uh, saying. <laughs> You're so much older than me. I'm just joking. No, I know who Bumpy is. Yeah. Okay, you said. So you have two days. That's going to be Saturday. That's going to be Saturday. Sunday, we have some local gospel artists that okay. are going to perform. We have the headliner for, uh, for Friday, Greg Ellis, a former Dallas Cowboy. For all of you Cowboy fans out there, mm. is going. Yeah, that's Bless what I said. Heart. That's what I said. <laughs> But Bless since, him. since he's coming to Baytown and he's doing this great thing for Baytown, I'm going to show up and support. I'm going to support Greg Ellis. I'm not yeah. going to support the You're Dallas Cowboy. Cowboy no, I am not. He's like, let me be clear. Let me be clear. <laughs> I'm going to support Greg Ellis and the message he's going to bring. Yeah. But I am not going to wear any Dallas Cowboy gear. I'm sorry. So are we Friday, Saturday happen. or Saturday, Sunday? This is Friday and Saturday. Okay, okay. Yes, okay. ma'am. So uh, Saturday, we're going to have the gospel artists. Yes. And then Friday is going to be Bum B. Justin, yes, yes, that girl Lele, yes, the Dallas Cow- the Dallas Cowboy person, Greg Ellis, is on Friday. On Friday, yes. You know, you may come in some gear. No, I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to do that <laughs> no. to you. And then Saturday, we have the gospel yes. singers. Okay. It's yes. going to be a big celebration. It's going to be a huge celebration. What time is everything starting? Friday for the, the gospel spiritual side is going to start at 6 o'clock, I believe. Okay. It's going to run from 6 to about 9, 9.30. And then Saturday, the entertainment's going to start at 5. Vendors are going to be open selling things at 4 o'clock. Let me talk about about vendors for a minute. Okay. There's a vendor that is well known in the Houston area that has committed to being out here on Saturday. Okay. You want to take a guess of who that vendor may be? Okay, I need to ask a category. Is it food or anything? Is it food? It is going to be food. Turkey Leg Hut? Turkey Leg Hut will be here for Juneteenth on Saturday. Nice. Yes. Now, is there still time to become a vendor? Is everything already closed off and set? Are we good? There's still some time. I can say this. There are not very many vendor spots open. Okay. So if you do want to become a vendor, when you hear my voice on this podcast, go ahead and call Parks and Rec and let them know so that they can slide you in if there are if there are any spots available. And I'll make sure that number of Parks and Rec is in the short description. Is there tickets? We just show up. This is a free event. Free event. Okay. Totally free. Because people are going to ask. I want to yes, make sure they yes, know. Yes, right. Ma'am. Right. This is a free event, and I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. I am hoping we can get ten thousand people to come out. I think it's going to happen. You think so? I think it's going to happen. Okay, Absolutely. some a couple of my committee members place a friendly rager with me because they believe it's going to be more than 10,000. It may be. And the reason why I say that, one, we're, we're opening up. Mm-hmm. And last year, no one was able to do anything. You know, everyone was trying to find something to do. And now we're opening up. School's going to be out. The kids want to do things. And to do things right here in your own city, your own town, not have to go anywhere further, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it won't be too hot <laughs> oh it won't be too hot well it's gonna be amazing but i really feel that where we want something to do mm-hmm. and we want to commune we want to get together so i really feel it's going to be not just people from baytown i think it's going to be all our surrounding areas who feed into baytown as well you know we have so many communities outside of us who use baytown utilize baytown so i think it's gonna be pretty big I th- i'll be there so good uh, let me 
just mentioned Friday night, there's going to be a young man there by the name of Damola. Okay. He's a viol- a violinist. That's a jazz violinist, right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Please come out and check him out. And there will be another group called Piano Vibes also on Friday night. And this is a young man who actually has a group of kids that he's given music lessons to. Okay. They actually show up every third Saturday, I believe, for Farmer's Market. And I hear that people show up to Farmer's Market just to hear Just to this, hear them. That's just nice. to hear them. That's nice. So That's nice. Um, anyone, if you can hear my voice, please, you are more than welcome. You have a personal invite from the city councilman to come out. And look for him in his cowboy gear when he's out. <laughs> you, you know what? <laughs> look for me. I, look for me. <laughs> Minus the cowboy gear. (laughs) And if you walk up to me and say, hey, I'm here because of your invite, I will shake your hand and I will fist bump your baby. All right. All right. And if you don't have a baby, just take the fist pump. Yeah, just take the fist bump. That's right. (laughs) So this is going to be June, two days, Friday and Saturday. Friday, Saturday, June. The 18th and 19th. Yes, ma'am. It's going to be on all the social media, Mm -hmm. news outlets. Radio? Am I going too far? No, you're not going too far. We will be advertising on KWWJ, Keep Walking with Jesus, Gospel 1360. And we will also be advertising with Radio One on a few of their radio stations. I've already seen it on social media as well already, you know, out there. And I've already shared it myself. So before I let you go, because I'm excited about the Juneteenth. One more thing? One more thing. Okay. We have an individual that's going to host the event. Okay. And it is Miss Letitia Jackson. Really? Yes. Nice. She both is, days? Both days. Okay. Yes, I'm super excited because she is a world-renowned radio DJ, and she resides right here in Baytown. She's super excited to be emceeing the event both days for us. What's really nice about this event for Baytown, everyone that I, the names that I recognize, rooted in Baytown. Mm-hmm. And I, I know quite a few of them rooted in Baytown. So, And they're part of the community. They have kids in the community. They know what the community wants. Many times we plan things and forget to, you know, to reach back or reach mm-hmm. forward. What do you want? Are you from here? What do you want for your city? Mm-hmm. So this is really, really nice to have those community members who are from Baytown, are rooted in Baytown, um, helping with that. It's going to be amazing. Let me say this. Can I announce the two people that we are going to honor for Juneteenth? If you want to. I'm going to make that announcement here. This is not been known outside of this podcast. Okay. Um, we're going to honor Miss Susan Moore Fontenot. Really? Yes. She's I believe she's currently the longest sitting Board of Regent member for Lee College. Nice. And we're going to honor her for the work and her commitment to the Baytown community. Nice. We're also going to honor Mr. David Smith. Okay. Mr. David Smith was the first African American elected to sit on the school board. We're going to honor him for his work in the community, namely with what he's done for the school, school district. Board. Yes, that's ma'am. Amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's commendable. And I'm glad you're doing that and taking the time to do that. When will they be honored on Saturday or Sunday or? We plan on honoring them Sunday, Sunday. before the headline artist goes on stage. Okay. I'll make sure everyone is there to communicate and see and notice the beautiful things happening. But before I let you go, mm-hmm. I want you to tell me if I'm not from Baytown and they're driving through when 
not the mall. Mm-hmm. We're not just the chemical plants. Mm-hmm. What would you want someone to know who's not from here? What they should look for? What should know about Baytown? I want them to look for the smiles they will receive when they walk through one of our trails when they're driving through a neighborhood. I want them to know that if you're in need of anything, we have people here who are kind and generous that will be willing to give you any information on any subject that they know about. If they don't, they're going to point you in the right direction. That's true. I want them to know that Baytown is a city full of friendly neighbors. That's what I want them to know. And that is true. We are very friendly and welcoming. Thank you so much, Councilman Johnson, for coming on. You're welcome anytime. Don't let it be a long time. Um, Don't make me have to chase you to come back on again. (laughs) But no, thank you so much for coming on and, and showing and just doing the work you do for City of Baytown, for your citizens and for the community. And thank you for sharing all the great work that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Baytown Engage. Be sure to subscribe to our show on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. Stay tuned.